was John Connor. They tried to murder me before I was born. When I was 13, they tried again. John Connor is leader of the worldwide resistance and last best hope of humankind. We stopped Judgment Day. You only postponed it. Judgment Day is inevitable. This is John Connor. Crystal Peak. Who's in charge there? And welcome back. Big question, guys. What do you get if you take two horny teenagers that all they've done is watch Terminator 2 and they want to make a Terminator 3? You get Terminator 3. Guys, how's it going? Because that's exactly that? how I feel. Well, that's exactly how I feel this film is. It's like an average film with boobs. With boobs? Well, yeah, Where's boobs. the boobs? boobs inflate. Her boobs inflate. What the hell? They do. Her boobs inflate. They... Her boobs inflate. And it's just a copy of. All you take from this film, is it? That, yeah, uh, it's just a copy inflate. of. Two... Yeah, boobs inflate. It's a copy of Terminator 2, pretty much, with some very good action scenes. Um, and arguably a more interesting ending, maybe, maybe not, I guess. Oh my God, I, I can. Wow. The energy is lacking so much from you. Honestly, James, I'm Instant. disappointed. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And welcome back! We are going to watch <laughs> Terminator 3, where we have a big-titted bitch trying to kill John Connor. Oh, go. my it's Lord. A, it's, he's pumping those hate breaks. Come on. He's pumping... OK, well, look, let's be honest. This is where, me personally, I think this is where the franchise started going wrong, albeit this is not the worst film the Terminator franchise. I'd argue this could, you could make a case it's been the third or fourth best film in the Terminator franchise but yeah God, your voice says different uh, you know the tone in your voice says different you could say and welcome back to Rise of the Machines a a good sterling effort from John Mosto in the Terminator franchise who was under pressure from James Cameron but I think he did deliver from what he had you could say that well, yes, yeah, yeah, but he that's pushing something. the envelope there, Stu. I'm sorry, I push it all the way, honestly. You I do. push it all the way, yeah, but, but you push it. For those who aren't lucky enough to have seen this really, really interesting film and this fast-moving film, it does have, honestly, Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator. It does have Nick Stahl as John Connor, Christina Loken as the Terminatrix, and Claire Danes as Kate Brewster. And for token gesture, he doesn't really do a lot. Got Robert Brewster by uh, David Andrews. And really, the rest of the cast, apart from um, Peter Silverman, who's in it for Christ knows why reason uh it's the the cast is really rather uninteresting everyone else to be honest so you have an interesting I'm... cast isn't it let's be honest um yeah. it's funny that he Nick Stahl had to audition five times for this part before mm, he got yeah. I think they said that it's just like one of those stories isn't it where people like to make out that things were really exciting and stuff. I, I'm really surprised. I mean, was this the most expensive Terminator film out of all of them? I, I haven't seen the rest of the films, to be honest, because I did lose interest. 
I'll, so, I'll be honest, I don't know how much this cost. Uh, this cost far 200 too million. Much. What? Wow. Yes, 200 29 million. of those millions, though, was for Arnie's fee. It, well, do you know, it's strange you say that because that is so close to the truth that. Um, because the studio is long away at a sequel, and Schwarzenegger refused to do it. And it was only James Cameron who said, do it. He goes, just do it for the shit of it and see what money you'll get from it. <laughs> and really, that's what he did. But, I mean, on the same note, Schwarzenegger did work out for six months to get himself in the same condition as he was in Terminator yes. 2. Yeah. Uh, and he is absolutely ripped. And Edward Furlong was originally supposed to reprise his role of John Connor. However, in 2001, he dropped out. Um, due to substance abuse, which is a great shame. We'd never like to see anyone get substance abuse, but he was fucking irritating from the first one. So I, I wondered where you were going to go then, Stu. I really wondered where you were going to go then. I know, I know. Hate. You know what I mean. Let's <laughs> just cut down to the chase. And Schwarzenegger's <laughs> fee for the role was £29 million. So there you oh, go. That's how much he got. Money, isn't it? It's absolutely it's, ridiculous money. Yeah, completely insane. But I mean, thankfully, I think what held it together was Stan Winston, special effects guy from Terminator One and Two, was involved. Um, and I think having that kind of continuity in the special effects, which hold these kind of films together, I think probably he should have got more money than Arnold Schwarzenegger did. Yeah, I think. Yeah, the special effects are still good in this film. You can't. You can't deny that. It's just, I think, people such as James and myself, to a degree, the purists of the Terminator franchise, just have issue with this film and probably will always have issue with this film. But the special effects are still very good. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think you both really, really... I mean, I did as well, but these are kind of, these are your films. You really like these films, don't you? Oh, massively so. Hugely. Terminator and Terminator 2. You know, I remember Terminator 2. I watched it over and over again. I I loved that film. It was so good. And then when they brought out the third, I was very excited to see how they were going to be able to bring it into the franchise. And I was left with a bitter taste in my mouth. I have to be honest. Um, I mean, I think with these these kind of films, when you do get the, the films that are so popular, I always think it does take a very brave man, regardless of the money, a brave man to try and continue such a, a huge franchise. Yeah, it, to take it on, but it's also greedy. It didn't. It didn't need to happen, in my opinion, because it's like many of these things. And I don't know if you agree, James, because you've gone quiet. Yeah, no, um, mate. I, 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 the only reason why I'm going quiet because you're talking so much sense. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I'm honest. So. But it's just, well, thank you. But you know, it's just frustrating. I've said it before that Hollywood gets greedy. They see something that's an amazing story that's been done really well, and it was done fantastically in the first two, and they just milk the shit out of it until no one is interested anymore, and. This is the film that started that with the Terminator franchise. Yeah, I think you can make a good case for this and probably the Alien, the Alien franchise as well. Um, yeah. I, I mean, they're like they're, they're almost parallel, I think, in terms of studios milking them almost for, for for all their worth and not getting as much back as they as, as they intended as as, as time goes on. 
in terms of like revenue from yeah. the public. The, you know, yeah. You know, what's yeah. interesting is that you love, and I know from doing previous ones, uh, James, you love the Alien films, don't you? That you're very passionate okay. about them. The first and, two, I love them. Yeah, and yeah. I, I've not seen some of the later Alien films because again, like this just through like the press and social media and that you realize that it just went right off track and it was absolutely terrible so it must be very disappointing for you that these films have just after this film especially more so and the alien films have ended up so shit that the reputation has been tarnished for, so badly yeah it is it, it's it's really really sad i mean it's like akin to you going on like your first date as a 17, 18 year old virgin and the girl kisses you and you think this is it. And then she kicks you in the dick. That's exactly how I feel <laughs> basically about, about most of the alien Terminator films. Like, there's there's the potential there. And then you just get winded, you know, is that personal experience? Are you, you want to share something? <laughs> yeah, no, no. When it comes to getting kicked in the dick, I'm into it. I'm into that normally. But yeah. So, I like, I like to get healed on my bollocks. But moving on. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. No, no but it, it feels you like I feel like almost like not physically, but mentally winded. You know, like it's that same feeling as when 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 you do like get get one in the one in the balls or well, get proper the, winded. The thing is, you're so invested in something, aren't you? Yeah, and that's exactly what in, I mean, Neil. You enjoy it so much, and then someone comes along, like you say, basically kicks you in the nuts or rips your heart out. Yeah, you know, Alien, Aliens, fantastic. Alien Three, it started to sort of go that way, but it was still an enjoyable experience. And then well, that's the fourth one because... happened. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Because you say Alien <laughs> 3, and you could, you could almost parallel it with Terminator 3 in terms of they're both watchable films. They're both not terrible films. They're both films you can watch again at some point. But they're not as good as the other two. And, nice. almost, and they're, the beginning of the, they're the beginning of when the franchise started going wrong as well, I feel, if that makes any sense, you know? Yeah, completely agree. I think Stu's right in his... Thing, and, and you are as well. It's, just, it's the... The beginning of the end and the greed takes over and then yeah. you get Prometheus and then the other oh, one that's oh. after that. And it's just like, come on, put it to bed. We don't need this anymore. And then you cross two amazing franchises, Aliens and Predator. And how you can fuck something up that badly and be able to make a second one just goes beyond belief. I know. Yeah. I remember walking out of the cinema watching Aliens versus Predator and being physically angry with how fucking terrible it was. Well, it is. And what's annoying is there's so much either comics or books out there yeah. about the Alien v Predator series, yeah. That all they had to do was follow follow a freaking book or one of them. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not. It wasn't hard to get wrong. It writes itself, just yeah. like the new Terminator film could have done. They messed it up. It's so crazy. Yeah. Oh dear. Okay, should I give the for those who don't know, I'll give the story and I'll make it sound like a really exciting film. Go on, then, shit. And I Go think on. you two will be like, wow, I can't wait to talk about this. This is so good. <laughs> or it could just be a case of this isn't the film that I watched. Mm. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. When you listen to this, there will be dramatic music playing in the background. So if you oh. imagine it, cue dramatic music now. I'm getting a More than 10 years after Terminator 2, John Connor now exists as only as a drifter. Living off the grid, no more Terminators can track him down in the future. Unfortunately, Skynet does, and another one is sent back, a Terminator called the TX. Even more powerful and advanced than the dreaded T-1000. However, another CMS-101 Terminator is also sent back to protect him. 
This is boring. Let's just get on with the actual review of the film. <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, that lasted that? long, that's, didn't it? I know that's pretty much the same <laughs> as Terminator Two. I was uh, reading Terminator, Terminator Two. I should have said Connor. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You I mean, he's it's got just, the wrong it's synopsis. Ridiculous, there. isn't it? It's like reading well, you, the uh, Indiana Jones films. You could read any synopsis and it'd still be the same. Exactly. The same yeah, I know, yeah, that, that, I, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, the scriptwriter just pressed Control-C and Control-V, didn't he? Really? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's all they need to do. And, just, then, yeah. and then change a couple of words. It's like copying someone's homework. I change it enough to make sure they don't notice. Yeah. <laughs> Everything oh. else. Funny. It doesn't make yeah. a bit Absolutely. Of difference. So... so I mean, I think it's going to be hard to put a positive spin on this film. Not not from my point of view, uh, for you guys, but there's a lot of it that is good. And I, and I actually yes. did, I did quite enjoy it. But I mean, I don't understand kind of how it ma- marries up with um, like the films in the future and like the films that we've already seen. I mean, John talks about that the war is over and that he's staying off the grid. Yeah. And I don't understand if he's staying off the grid, why he's towing it on a motorbike down a dark road with no reason whatsoever. If he wants to stay off the grid, then you just blend in. You and you don't hang around the area where you grew up because that's clearly <laughs> where he is. <laughs> so well, there you it's go. It's like Jim, he's not but... allowed to cross the road. <laughs> he's going to run away from home, but he's only allowed yeah. on the same no, that's side. That's the thing. Of the road. Sarah Connor taught him how to fight. But he's not allowed to cross the road. Don't go too far. Don't go too far, John. You know, it's that. It's, you found the first plot hole, haven't you? Right there. It's very strange. Very strange. Yeah. When they show the future of, like, the resistance, was that? I, I, I didn't know whether it was. I mean, was that John Connor that Nick Stall they, they showed with makeup on? Yes. yes. It yes. was. They aged oh, Nick Stall terribly. They um, did. And his acting was it was it was almost the same as uh, lethal weapon acting from patsy kensett yeah you're not wrong you're not wrong <laughs> but when they kind of do show the future because all of these show the future at some point and it's always the same it's like the the terminators storming the beach i really enjoyed that seeing all of those terminators i thought it was mm. brilliant I, I thought it was done really well the special effects were good yeah. I mean, uh, the spaceships were a little bit took you out of it, but the close up on that Terminator, I've got no issues, and I'm pleased they're sticking to what I think is the basics in this, because I think it's so important. If they started to put original ideas in, which you can get away with when you're doing like new Terminators, which they did with the um, TX, but I, I think they they need to be careful and right? they're sticking to this plan. And I think it's so noticeable when they go off the plan with some original yeah. ideas later on, which I didn't like, such as remote control cars. And it's a bit, and, it, oh and it's a, a bit strange. But um, I know, I know, I know, yeah. I know that was. A, oh no, you're right. I just done a sick. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, well, would I mean, you I'm guys? Not really funny. Go on, Jay. Sorry. No, you were getting no, excited. No, I was gonna say, you were about I was, to say a massive positive. I, I know you was. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. I, I was half. I was half expecting fucking Optimus Prime at the end of that scene at some point. You know what I mean? You know, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Well, there what we do go. you think oh. of the re-entry of both the Terminators? That that's something that they have kind of adapted and changed a lot. But what was your thoughts on that, guys? Oh, it, well, it's very much the same, but just 
graphically more enhanced, wasn't it? In the sense of they've just sort of pushed the envelope a little bit. Um, yeah. The curve in the earth is still the same. The cutting of things such as the windows and stuff was similar. So I thought they kept to it. They just yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like an upgrade, wasn't it? It was like it was yeah. like a it was like uh, you, know, you know like a PS3 versus a PS4 version basically. Yeah. yeah. I am. I have to say, and this isn't to do with this film in particular, and it was mentioned last time, and I don't know how else they can do it, but I am getting bored of them landing somewhere and then they take their clothes and stuff like that. And, and it's just the, the first kind of 20 minutes is a Terminator film. Yeah. She lands, he lands and stuff like that. I mean, she is, I, I think, um, the, the TX uh what's her name again uh, christina Christina logan yeah christina logan i think for what she has to do i think she does it really well and bearing in mind most of its facial expressions i think it's really good but what instantly laugh out loud moment and as i always say to my son which makes him really cringe that i'm lolling he hates it when i say that he absolutely hates it and i know that so i say it so much (laughs) you're gonna make me me lol (laughs) you can't stand it it's so good I found his trick tonight, and You're now I just such a bastard, aren't you? I am bastard, bastard, dead, bastard, dead. And I'm using that to you. That's good. <laughs> but when she's on the phone and she does that internet noise, like, oh. what the hell's that about? When is that a good idea? Who kind of come up with that idea and had the bollocks to come out loud and go, "Wow, well, you can do. She could be a modem. <laughs> she could be a modem." To be fair, to, to, to be fair, that, that's the kind of white noise that comes out to, to, to some, you know, to some people's mouth. We want to ignore them, isn't it? So I was quite happy with that. Who are you talking about in particular? No one. Go make that confession. Go on. No, 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 no. no. She, she, without she me having to do a dash form or anything, who are you talking about? No one, no one. She, no one. And I will receive a kick to the dick if this, can, this continues, probably. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> no, I really think I'm you joking, do like course. it. You weren't joking about that, were you? No, I wasn't. No, no. Every Saturday. She, every Saturday. He loves it. Oh, it's just awful. It's just terrible. But she does get um, pulled over by the police, and she likes his gun. Does she kill that police officer? Yes. We don't see it, do we? They. But yeah, she does. We don't. We don't see her kill the uh, the woman in the car she actually takes the clothes from. And do you think it would have been good if she would have changed into a police officer or not? Do you think it would have been? Because I have issues with regards to the form she takes a lot of the time. Uh, I think if she did turn into a police officer, you would be looking at the exact carbon copy of Terminator 2, wouldn't you? Mm, yeah, but but alternatively, I see what she means, because she does kind of, her fashion sense, the way she chooses to look, a lot of the time, not all the time, she does stand out like a sore thumb. And the and that, that was what was good about the T-1000, as a police officer, the way he did it and everything, he didn't really stand out with what he was like, driving the police car. He he blended in a lot better than this Terminator did. Oh no, definitely. I could I I agree with it completely. But I think. But yeah, it would have been. It would have. I know. There would have been even more outrage about this film if oh, she definitely. was then a copper as well, because it's just like, well, what? Fucking hell! We might as well just re-release the second one, you know, with a woman instead of a bloke. It just. Yeah. What do you think about the decision to have a female Terminator? Did you have any thoughts on that at all? I've got no issue with it or anything, really. I, like you said, I think she was fairly good at the role. Um, tried to play it more like Arnie from the first one, you know, very 
sort of hardly saying anything at all and facial expressions, but I thought it was quite good. Yeah. I don't have an issue with it, to be honest. See, I think it would have been nice, and this is my opinion, you might both think and just cough your tea or coffee out if you're drinking, that mm. in this one, if the bad Terminator, the TX, would have had a speaking role, I would have liked to have seen that of something different because I'm bored of the the non-speaking role and just the facial expressions. I'd have liked to have seen a bit more of an input as something different. If they're going to bring the whole thing back, put other twists on it. I don't know what you think of that, or do you think that would have been a bit too much? No, actually, I think that would have been really original to the point where the TX, had you not seen the her actually coming after the intro, she could have acted so human you wouldn't have been able to tell until she revealed herself kind of thing. That's it. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Let's yeah, make a really film. <laughs> that would have been really good. That would have been really good. Seven, See, I'm, eight, I'm getting 17. you excited. This is what I want. And they do well, drop the foreshadow of Skynet of there is a virus. Yes, and at yes, the time, do. that meant nothing to me whatsoever, to be honest, because I, I didn't really understand it. And we know that the general is um, Brewster's dad um, at the base. Claire so, Danes. Claire Danes. And then we get one bit of... Uh, Schwarzenegger's re-entry uh, or where he appears, not really a re-entry um, is terrible, some of the decision making there is absolutely awful, when he goes into that bar and it's a, a male stripper, they use a stereotype that he's a gay stripper and talk to the hand joke is oh, these kind of decisions oh. I don't know what level they're made at but they're terrible decisions to make and they really take you out of the film You're close. Talk to the hand. No. Well, they try to make it more humorous for some unknown reason whatsoever. You know, it's it's about killer fucking robots and uh, a computer system that takes over the world and everything. Why would you? You don't need it. You don't need it. There's no reason for it. It's bollocks. It's not funny. I can't imagine anyone laughed. And it's exactly the same as when he puts on a pair of shitty sunglasses. Oh, my God, yeah. And then throws them on the floor. It's like, he's a fucking turtle. Who cares? He wouldn't give a fuck what glasses he's wearing. Well, as we said in, ter- uh, as we said in Terminator 2, the only reason in T1 that he put the sunglasses on was to hide the injury to his eye. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Not winning yeah. any points thus far, Stu. No, I, I completely <laughs> agree. And I, I've got to be honest. Uh, I mean, I can't kind of... polish your shit and make it into a diamond you know what I mean it's you you can kind of only do so much but yeah I mean and that kind of theme sadly does carry on I mean John Connor um goes to a vet's because obviously he's come off his motorbike uh and in between that you do get a scene where you get a TX go to a drive-thru and I didn't really know at the time why she was doing that but it turns out that what she's doing is if she can't find John Connor but she's taken out other members, other generals of the future resistance, which is touched upon very loosely, but I just, uh, it doesn't work for me. I don't see why these people will be so important because you realize later on, it's almost as if John Connor has been written off as never going to be found. So I'm going to take the uh, the generals out. It just, I don't know. It was the twist, wasn't it, of the sense of they tried taking him out in Terminator 2 and failed, so they're now sending him another one back somehow to take out everyone that's all of his generals. 
And it's only by chance that she stumbles across John. It is, and you can get that expression on her face. I like the home invasion side where she does go to the kid's house and you do get the young kid getting um, killed, which I like that. Elizabeth and William Anderson? Um, I'm Bill, my sister's upstairs. Is there something wrong? Because it does kind of uh, echo back to the first one where it's quite brutal, where the thought of someone turning up in your door and just executing you is, is savage. I do like that, uh, and that works well. But I, I don't know. I just thought it was a bit of a, a bit of a, a kind of a lame attempt at executing it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't disagree with anything you've just said, to be honest. Well, it won't carry on like that, folks. I can tell no. you that for nothing. No, it won't. You're right. <laughs> so, um, conveniently. He does kind of overdose on horse tranquilizers and everything else. He looks like he has a real good fun party whilst he's at the vets. Um, and Claire Danes comes back. And one thing after another, it's just pulls out a paintball gun. And, and it's just a lot of nonsense, to be honest. Um, and she just thinks he's another junkie. And I don't blame her for thinking that because he looks like a right old state. Honestly, he's sweating like a good one. And uh, he's just off his nuts on pills. Got the proper munches, isn't he? like you said he's come off a motorbike that he didn't need to come off of because he was riding like a twat he's in his hometown and he decides to go to a local vet to take tranquilizers and to for his pain and oh pretty much fucking ods on him and, and then he's outwitted happens. yeah just happens to be her yeah, what then, a small world it is he's, oh, it's, it's crazy he's gone there, one there, big wasn't there some nod that danes was the Gingerhead girl in Terminator 2. Wasn't they? You know the one that said that's John Connor when he goes away on his bike? Oh, was it really? Oh. Well, some people I don't know. That. I don't know how true that is, but. I think you might be giving the writers of this film a bit too much credit. Well, they did say that um, she was like the first kiss in that cellar around yeah. his friend's house the, the, the day before it all went tits up. So, but I, I do think that there that is kind of. They're trying to make points out that are utter bollocks, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but Connor so, finds himself locked up in a kennel, uh, <laughs> which is a bit unfortunate for him. And that's when they are kind of, she's basically going to call the police and that he's a fucking freak. But thankfully, the really annoying lady who has brought the cat into the vets who's suffering from mothballs <laughs> does get killed. Oh, I'm uh, so pleased that she dies. It is horrible, good. But she's it's savage. And she thinks that she, uh, the lady who has been executed, bringing her poor cat in, is in fact Claire Danes, that she's Kate Brewster. And it's only when she licks her the, the finger, which is covered in the lady's blood, that she realises it isn't. Obviously, she can is capable now of tasting people's DNA, of recognising them. I think that's quite a good idea. I quite like that. I think it's executed extremely badly. I don't know what your uh, thoughts are. Do you think it's a good I, idea? Just get get away with it, leave it? Yeah, I mean, it's an idea, isn't it? It's an advanced model of Terminator. Clearly, you know, she can read DNA and all this sort of lark and pretend to be it, or can be a modem. But yeah, I mean... Can be a modem. 
So, so what you're saying is when she's in your house, yeah, and you don't have Wi-Fi in every room, you can yeah. uh, phone up Skynet and complain. Basically, yeah, what saying. you can right. plug a wire into her ass and get internet wow. everywhere. <laughs> we could take this conversation in so Jesus many directions God. now, couldn't we? Seriously. You've opened up a whole can of worms now saying that. <laughs> really. Talking about routers and stuff like that. Yep. Honestly. That's really terrible. Her ass and have Wi-Fi everywhere. Anyway, oh, just have interest. Uh, what rating was this? Was this a twelve? 15. This was 15. a fifteen. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, right. Interesting though, because I bet you uh, it was a fifteen, but uh, it wouldn't have surprised me if it was a oh, twelve no, sorry, or a twelve. It was a twelve. It was a twelve. I apologize. Oh, no, I've... And that's where they went wrong. They wanted to get the maximum audience because yeah. as Neil said at the beginning of the podcast, greedy, 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 and there we go. Yeah. Okay. So that's where the comedy comes into it, and. Yeah, everything else like that. But I mean, like like you say, Stu, you know, it was poorly executed, as in the acting and stuff like that. And I think it happens quite a few times with the direction of how she's supposed to act when she tests DNA and all this sort of stuff. It's if she's mm. a robot, you wouldn't have. Or maybe I'm not giving it enough credit, but why would they have facial expressions when they found some information out? Surely they wouldn't have that type of thing. That's it. And that's the the strange thing about it. You either do it, explain it and commit to it or you don't. It's exactly the same when she finds the, the bit of blood and analyzes the DNA and it's John Connor. And you get that look on her face, almost like she's orgasming with yeah. kind of surprise and pleasure. And it's not explained. And if it if they kind of went into that earlier where there was some kind of scenario, but with regards to the blood but being a, a a 12 or whatever it is you're limited to blood and it restricts you and again like many other films he's done before uh, that you can only do so much if you've only got a 12 rating and i think these films should never be a 12 15 at the very maximum make them an r make it really violent really hardcore and then you can open up the story so much more and sadly i think this suffers up was it possibly could have been a good film. I honestly think it could have been a very good film. They, they could have improved on it. They could have improved on it in many ways. And I think you're right. And James is right. It's that whole, especially then, it was the era of let's get as wide an audience as we can. You know, I'm not being funny. Should children be watching films about killer machines from the future that murder children? Well, maybe if they're naughty kids, I don't know. But... <laughs> But yeah, but if you, you know think, what I mean? Is that yeah. something that you should be aiming towards or should you well, be aiming isn't. towards the market that is, you know, the people that enjoy ultraviolet, crazy, fucked up films? Well, yeah, because know? the first one is an 18. So, yes. uh, but, but I suppose you could look at it. The, I don't know. You could, you could say that as it's an 18, kids around at this time shouldn't be able to go back and watch the first one. So they wouldn't know what it's about. Second one's a 15. So 10-year-olds shouldn't be able to watch that. I know they do. And so the third one will be lost. And if they stuck to those rules, I know they wouldn't make as much money, but you possibly, as a, a writer or producer or director, you'd get the credit for a good film rather than people going, oh my God, number three was absolutely terrible. So, I mean, the only good number three is at John Wick 3, and that is the only good yeah. number three around at the moment. Yeah, but that's probably by, from two very good films, though, isn't it? So, you know. Well, one, one, one good film. I'll give you that. <laughs> you just have not got a clue. Um, when 
that John Connor does escape from the dog kennel and you Arnold Schwarzenegger does arrive to save the day. Yeah. Uh, and when I, I don't know how much they restricted with regards to the, like the the writing and the like the, the quotes and whether they've been kind of copyrighted or not. But there was not one point where they said, "Come with me if you want to live," and things like that. And when Schwarzenegger ran through the or walked through the smoke towards uh, John Connor, I wanted more because they've obviously got that history together. And at one time, the Terminator was the only father figure he actually had. And I think they lost whether it's the writing, whether it's the acting ability. But I think they lost something, an opportunity there when he first saw the Terminator. You know. Yeah, you, yeah, they, they they almost tried to recreate, but really poorly that scene from Terminator Two, where Sarah Connor first sees the Terminator. But they just, it, for whatever reason, it just didn't really go right at all, did it? No, I think that um, Nick Stall just isn't capable of doing um, what Linda Hamilton can. To be honest, uh, I don't think he conveys emotions like she no. can. I'm, so, but, oh, he's he's not a bad actor next door, and I really like him in Sin City, and he plays the fucked up sort of son character in that so well, the yellow bastard. But in this film, I have to be honest, his acting's weak, and at no point is he believable really for me. So no, no I agree. Uh, and I mean, it's, it's weird because everything I'm saying at the moment is quite negative. But I mean, you, as you say, you, you've got to be honest about these. That, that when they do, well, say, when they escape, you've got Kate and John obviously jump in a van. They're placed in there by the Terminator and they do escape. And she gets into this massive truck. Um, and when she gets into the truck, she kind of remote controls other vehicles and to chase Connor down in this truck. And as far as I was aware, that that they can kind of mimic devices, but they I don't understand how she can control these vehicles. It really was something that wasn't needed, and it didn't up the ante at all. She's following them in this massive truck. I just I don't know why they chose to do this. Maybe you guys thought it was a good thing to do, something original, more exciting, but it wasn't needed for me. It was quite a good chase scene. I mean, what did you think about, because we haven't actually discussed the female terminator rather than the fact that she's female what did you think of the mixture of t1000 from the second one and robot underneath <laughs> they had a really it was really hard for them isn't it where are you going to go from the t1000 because in hindsight almost perfect from terminator you know he, he's he's so good interestingly that um the if you look at the law of terminator the reason why they couldn't use the T-1000 um, is, bec- is because the T-1000 could function on its own and Skynet didn't have as much control over it as they wanted, apparently. Right, okay. that was that was the reasoning behind it, was it? Well, according to, yeah, but I, I, imagine, I imagine they made that up after, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Do you know, I did not understand a fucking word you just said okay. then. <laughs> <laughs> T-1000 is considered to be a loose cannon since they can't be reprogrammed. And, Which and, one's that? Arnold Schwarzenegger's one? No, the T-1000. Yeah. Robert Patrick's T-1000. Right. They were considered by Skynet, albeit he was a um, uh, the first model. What's it called? Prototype. That's the one, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were seen to act independent, independently from Skynet with their programming. That's why they um, you didn't get another T-1000 because they, they were considered too risky. According to the Terminator law. Oh, okay, well, that's interesting. That's not explained in the film. 
Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's not because it does seem like I know she's got new tricks up her sleeve, like you say, Stu, that she control things, which is oh, strange in itself. Um, but yeah, it just seemed like a worse Terminator, other than the fact that she could form weapons to obviously try and kill people, such as flamethrowers and laser guns. But it was always explained before that you couldn't bring weapons through. I know, that that was a weird one. So that was another sort of loophole that they somehow managed to get through. Because surely if she's a weapon, she shouldn't be able to go through the time rift. So I was a bit I was a bit confused by the whole concept of it, really. I suppose then they can alter the time rift, can't they? they? I suppose they can say it's advanced since then, and they can always bend it the way they want to do it. I mean, I, I personally didn't have a problem with her as in the way she was as a Terminator against like the Robert Patrick one. I thought they were both, I mean, Robert Patrick for me is, he just looks evil and he runs mm. and it's just got that style that something yeah. that, that mysterious about him that looks really sinister without him doing anything. And I think um, this the TX loses that, doesn't have that to a certain point, but I think she is very good as a Terminator. And, and I, I still like the liquid metal and I like the fact that she's got different weapons and that they can malfunction um the, the controlling of the other cars i didn't think that was needed because she's driving a, a fucking yeah. 50 ton truck after him and they didn't really have any effect maybe it was to show how advanced she was because the other terminators couldn't do it and that's why they show the hand that took you so far you'd understand yeah but it was what it was um the turn of the century was it 2000 and i think three wasn't it three yeah yeah. For, yeah yeah and although cars had microchips there was no way that anyway it ha- they have to be we all knew you yeah, they have to be operated by a human being. There's no suspension of disbelief, like there potentially is now, where, where, where you've got these drones in cars. And yeah, that really took me out. That one thing she did was really, really annoying and really unrealistic. And as much as I can suspend my disbelief to a point to enjoy a film, that one took me right out when she did that. It was a huge foreshadow as well for something that happens later on in the film. Yeah, but that one, that one makes it? sense. Because think about it, if she's a yeah, computer... Yeah, yeah. So you could plug into a computer and reprogram it. So, so, so if she went to a building, she could um, control the building, control the lifts, control the aircon, control all the cameras, turn them off. That one, I'd understand more than controlling cars, yeah. if that makes sense, you know? No, 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 no definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I thought, because you can control computers, fair enough. But you can't control a car, as in make it steer. It's not electronic. Yeah, it's a no, manual no. thing, the steering. And that's what kind of annoyed me, but... I don't know. I mean, the the chase they have is very good, uh, and it's really really exciting. Maybe it goes on a bit too long, but it is a really good chase. Seeing the destruction from this truck, I mean, it's great fun. And when they go through that building, and when you see the making of of the um, putting yeah. explosions into it and blowing up each segment as the truck goes through it, it's then like in all the other films that I think you can really appreciate just the amount of work goes into like a five second scene because the rest is obviously uh, special effects, which still is very good and really exciting. It's good, but you can see how it's been done just by watching the film because things, you know, it's when like the lines going through the road or the, you know, the, the arms go, it's instantly hitting a car and it explodes. You don't just hit a car and it explodes. Otherwise, every time someone had an accident, their car would just blow up. Oh, unless yeah. you unless you're filming a, an episode of the A Team. Yeah, which mm. is you know that's forgivable at the end of the it day. Is, yeah, because it's the A Team. But is. you know, as good as the special effects were, 
you could see what they'd done just by it, it didn't impress me in the sense of it wasn't hidden but it's been know? done in this so many times isn't it it has and, and it's but, yeah. but this is like the james bond kind of chase sequence at the start of the films they they have to do these kind of sequences and they've done them in all the other films but when you've got like the truck flipping for instance the dark knight they actually flipped a 10 ton truck and actually it was a proper practical stunt rather than a special oh. effects that and, film and I, is yeah, that amazing film second to none completely and I, I think the special effects do suffer in this but yeah. it this scene goes on for too long with a lot of repetition and you can only have so many cars blow up apart from Beverly Hills Cop 1 that without <laughs> it becoming really really boring and it's the same thing again one car blowing up is exactly the same as the other car but again it's a kind of it gets us to see some of the skills and it gets us to see some of her limitations and his limitations as well um and I, I never understand why these people don't run after them after the chase that she just carries on walking. She's clearly really fast. We've seen that in a, a scene in a couple of times, but but they just carry on walking. Well, it's just yeah nonsense. Yeah, it, it is. I suppose it. You know, you're right from a practical standpoint of it's a Terminator. They do not stop. Blah blah blah. She wouldn't. But the film needs to slow down, doesn't it? It can't just be like this constantly. It just yeah. it would be too much. And it's when they're in the car that um, Arnie actually does talk about her and um, when he takes that kind of chip out of him, that his limitations, her limitations, and yeah. he refers to her as like a Terminator Terminator killer or anti-Terminator. Yeah, yeah, it's Terminator killer. But yeah, because she um, ruins one of his power cells, doesn't she? So he has to take it out of his chest before he explodes. TX is designed terminate other cybernetic organisms so she's an anti-terminator terminator yeah which is like which i think is pretty good because I, I like to be told these things and i'm glad that arnie actually did explain the principles of where she's come from and mm. it, it, it does work and but then they kind of go on to the when they're in the back of the like the truck and he talks about we actually do get Arnie before we do that when they stop at a petrol station, which another bit talking about take you out of the film oh. when he says to the guy behind the counter at the petrol station, get in there. He says, talk to the hand. Oh, I know. Yeah. You why does he say that? that? Oh, talk to the you... hand. Oh, and he takes never. the sunglasses off the fucking stand as well. Doesn't he? And it's just piss off. He hasn't. Yeah. I don't get this. I don't get it. It's just, it always baffles me. Some of these decisions, and even afterwards, they surely you do an audience screening and you go by reactions of the audience. Unless the audience was a complete bunch of dicks that they actually enjoyed that scene. It's but... all his mates. That's what it was. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's everyone. Come watch this film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're brilliant. Yeah, we're going for champagne afterwards and cigars. Yeah, the, yeah no, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. The power of sacking. So they all agreed it was good. Yeah, basically. But, yeah. In the back of the van, you then get a change in John Connor in a way that he's really smug and that's when he announces that he's like the leader of the future resistance um, and that kind of makes him look a bit of a dick if you ask me yeah there's not many moments he doesn't look like <laughs> a bit of a dick is there really in this film but this is definitely one of those moments 
I'm glad she calls him out on it as well and says that that makes you the big man as well. It would yeah. be nice if she would have said that you had a really small dick. I remember now at college that. So <laughs> you're trying to make up something. <laughs> oh yeah, you're John Connor, pencil dick. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really, really awesome. I would have, I would have loved it if she would have put him down like that, and then. <laughs> then the Terminator just turns around and you hear him laughing in the front. <laughs> yeah, it just opens up the slot. Haha, pencil dick, and then closes it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be superb. I did like the scene, and I wish they'd have shown more of it when the the boyfriend of Kate wakes up, and you got the Terminatrix on the end of the bed. I bet for a split second in his mind he thought, "Game on, here we go." threesome until Until she does the exorcist yeah Yeah, she twists all the way around i'd still be thinking maybe contortionist (laughs) (laughs) she wasn't into that room honestly that was was very unfortunate wasn't it but it looks like she kills him and turns into like some kind of circular saw or chainsaw I know it, it, it reminded me of the beginning of the scene from Hostel 2, doesn't it? When they saw his head off. <laughs> but if you're not going to show it, why do it? Uh, exactly. Yes. You haven't you're seen right. them her kill the other two, which she's blatantly killed. Why do that? Yeah. And then they do that trope thing, which annoys me. When the two police officers come to the door and he's standing there, obviously it's the TX mimicking him. And he has that slimy, stupid look on his face. But why did I need to do that? I'd rather them not do that. And you even kind of put in your mind, well, maybe like he's not all dead and that is him. But when they do that stupid smile as if like, yes, it's me, audience, just so you know. Yeah, that is annoying, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm not being funny. If if two coppers turned up at a dress and they said, oh, you know, we've reported that, you know, she, your missus is gone and we're trying to find her. And he has that smirk on his face and just says, oh, we need to find her in this really not giving a shit way. Surely they'd be like, we need to come inside and have a look around. I know. Well, why would they take her with him, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why would they take him with her to look for her? That's what I don't understand, though. Oh, that, that, I'm pretty yeah. sure police don't do that. but Well, maybe they do in America. Maybe they believe everything everybody says and then... Oh maybe take maybe. people around maybe. with them. I can't imagine that is the case, but hey, no. according to Terminator Three, they do. <laughs> and Arnie takes John Connor and Kate to what you naturally think is the grave of his mother or the tomb of his mother, mm. but it soon turns out that it's a cache of weapons, and a lot of the weapons that were used in the first one, you get that kind of grenade launcher thing that was in Number Two, mm. which I quite like that callback. Um, but then the building is convenient, especially for some of the things that need to happen a bit later on. <laughs> but then they're surrounded. Kate does escape, which is just stupid. If she before kind of shooting Arnie in the mouth and he spits the bullet out and says, "Don't do that again," which she's kind of not. I don't know. She's kind of not competent in weapons, and all of a sudden she is competent in weapons, like machine guns, automatic weapons, which. It doesn't. I know they're kind of trying to say, which is leads to a very strange scene later on, a bit incestual. I got from it a bit of an incest vibe, but but 
there's no training for guns. There's no mention that she likes weapons. So why would she be so competent with them? I know they're oh. trying to say she's a future, but it's just rubbish. I think, obviously, her dad's a general. So maybe she's got some sort of military interest and training due to that. That's how that. I took it. No, yeah. It doesn't say that at all. But yeah. I guess in, like many things in this film, they leave it to your imagination and to put two and two together and hope you come up with the right number. Jeez, it's just terrible. And they're stuck in the building. And why? I don't know how I felt. I had mixed emotions because Dr. Silberman is outside oh. talking to her. And and if anyone um, who's listening to this remembers, Silberman is from the, he's one of the only characters who's actually been in all three, apart from Arnie, obviously, um, who's was the sarcastic, half-wit idiot doctor. Then he became a psychologist with Sarah. And now he's outside talking to her and saying that I've been in the same situation. What I don't get is that he's seen Terminators twice. And he's seen what they can do in the police station. And he's seen what they can do in the hospital. But he's still in denial. And is it this just for comedy value? Or is he actually supposed to be in denial of these things happening? I don't know, because when he sees Arnie, he pegs it, doesn't he? But I don't know. James, what did you think of of this scene? Well, first of all, I don't get why he was there. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm here. Mm. I mean, that that first felt really unrealistic, you know? I mean, I thought at least get them to a police station and then maybe turn up. It just felt so forced for what was, once again, a comedy moment. Yes, it was kind of funny, but it was so unrealistic and kind of, like, forced but once again, this is something that did take you out of the film. Yeah, yes. completely. Yes. And, and it's weird because that kind of his speech that he gave her does take you out of the film. But mm. I instantly, I have to say, put back in it. And I really enjoyed it when the, the police officers get their heads up as to where they are. And then she puts her hand right through the guy's chest as he's driving the car. I thought that was back to the good old Terminator standards of violence and it was great. I think it was needed at that time, or am I just on my own? No, I, I thought that was no. really good. And the nonchalant face kind of like she had, as if it was no, nothing personal, this is kind of just business kind of thing, you know? I just carried on, which is really good. No stupid facial expressions this time from her, which was good. No, because there's, there's a call back to Terminator 2, isn't there, when Arnie's with the casket walking around with his massive yeah. machine gun, and he doesn't kill anyone again, and then mm. he gets you know but yeah no when she it was surprising the amount of gore for her putting her hand through the chest when you haven't seen anything like that thus far yeah as an audience if you've never seen terminate before due to age rating blah 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 to all of a sudden be oh i think she's killed that person or she shot that person but you didn't see it then all of a sudden you've got (laughs) her bursting a hand through someone's chest it's like fucking hell this has gone from zero to a million Oh, 100%. And when you get the scene from the graveyard of when Kate is running through the graveyard, the police turn up and you get her boyfriend and she recognises him running towards him. Why on earth would the Terminator make the decision to then change back into the female rather than stay with the boyfriend? I don't understand the reasons of why they decided to do that. Because it would have worked out so much better, in my opinion. And again, these are only my opinions, which don't really count for anything. But I'm not usually allowed to express them at home. So I do it on the <laughs> podcast. But, wow. um, when she's when he's walking through the graveyard, it would have been so good 
if if they wouldn't have had that scene where punch through the chest, even though I enjoyed it, but you still thought that it was the boyfriend and they're walking through the graveyard. Kate is running towards him, big smile on the face. And all of a sudden, Arnie turns up and just shoots who you think the boyfriend yeah. is in the head. And you think, oh, my God, what's he done? That's the boyfriend. Then it turns out to be the Terminator or the Terminatrix. Well, didn't I, that would have worked better, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, it did, because they, that, that kind of happened. That exact scenario, albeit different people, happens later on when they go see the dad. Does it? Doesn't it? Doesn't Arnie shoot um, Catherine Bruce, but it's not Catherine Bruce, but dad thinks it's his daughter or something like that, no? Yeah, no, that's true, actually. Yeah. Which, 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 which then, when you flip to this, what the argument about, it makes even less sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Unless she's learned from a mistake and said, oh, I shouldn't show my hand so early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe. It's like Terminator I'm a poker. Computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> no, I know. It's true, though. It is completely true. Why would you do that? You wouldn't, would you? You'd kill your target. That's her target is Catherine Brewster. Yeah, That's, you know, yeah. it just, yeah, you're completely right, Stuart. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And it's it's poor writing. But there you go. And it's interesting when they're talking that, as you mentioned that, Neil, which is quite handy because when they, they do actually manage to escape, and I, I like the scene, it's very James Bondish when they go under the truck and it, and it takes her away. And then uh, Arnie kind of does talk about the fact that um, it was Kate who sent, and I may have got this wrong, that Kate who sent Arnie back. Yes, and it is. Because John dies in the future. By that Terminator. But yeah, by that. And I wondered when he says that, because um, it's weird, it reminded me of Galaxy Quest so much that Sigourney Weaver was the only one who could ask the questions and that John <laughs> couldn't ask the questions. <laughs> was, that's what it really reminded me of. Because every time I've John got asked. one it, job and I'm going to do it. Because <laughs> she had to then ask yeah. the same question. <laughs> it did make me chuckle. But. Um, but why was when he killed John Connor, did they capture him then and yeah. reprogram him? I, I don't Basically, quite understand yeah. what happened. I'm thinking that's what they're alluding to. Yeah. So she's obviously, he's obviously come in because they've sent him in because of his emotional attachment, killed him and they've captured him and then reprogrammed him and then decided to send him back to the past to then protect Catherine and all the generals. It's to, I know it's probably me being dumb, but it doesn't sound very clear. I don't well, know. Did you guys get that straight? You probably did. Say if you did. I'm not going to be upset. Don't worry. Yeah, I got it, Stu. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fucking get it. I know that for a fact. James, you didn't get it either, did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> the Perhaps. least convincing no it really was it really was it's like you saying this is five out of five <laughs> yes well well yeah you never know you might swing him yet you know i didn't actually know this film was that bad and i think i think with the help of neil it's become worse than i thought if that makes any sense <laughs> sorry i didn't know how that was that's all right i didn't i didn't know how that was possible but but but, but you, you you pointed way more holes than even i thought but they're, but they're so obvious. I'm like, duh, I can't, I'm angry at the film for not realising them before, kind of thing. So there we go. But, you know, even though I, you say, oh, no, obviously, I wrote um, notes down. And 
even though I watched it again today before we did this, that I still quite enjoyed it. It wasn't a slog to watch it again. No, it, it, uh, as I think, as, as I think, I find it entertaining. It's a film I could watch every now and then. Not probably, you know, like once every couple of years. I wouldn't. I don't mind watching it. It makes me angry because of like, as Neil said, what it could have been and what it is are two completely different things so far apart. But from it does have some nice set pieces. It has some nice moments. It is watchable. Um, but then when you're looking at it critically, there's so many plot holes. There's so many things wrong with it. If you know, especially if you're a fan of the Terminator franchise, it kind of makes you really frustrated. But as a film, yeah, I do think it's not. It is fairly entertaining. Like it is a, like a popcorn Terminator film. But who's yeah. keeping it entertaining, though? Who do you think is managing to do that? Is that the, the story as a whole, or is that Arnie's presence on the screen, or even? Well, I think um, it's everything. I mean, Arnie's back. The TX does a okay job. You know, she's right. She's not bad. She's not. She's not. She's not going to win an Oscar, win any awards. She's not Robert Patrick or Arnie. But 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 she's yeah, she's good enough. Um, the characters are okay. We learn a few things about the Terminator. What goes on what, going going forward? We learn obviously eventually about Skynet, which I found quite interesting. In the end, I found I was either I, I can't decide whether I was annoyed or happy about it. But I guess we'll get into that. Yeah, because it's it's interesting that that's when they learn that Robert Bruce is the target because Arnie reels off a list of names of who the TX is after, and then that um, Connor says that this guy is the father of the Brewster, Robert Brewster. That's his name, the general. Yeah. And he says, he says, well, yeah, of course he's the only one who could stop Skynet, but he's not the only one who stops Skynet. He's the one who starts Skynet. So why is she trying to kill um, Robert Brewster? If, if she went and killed him now, he wouldn't start Skynet and it wouldn't happen. So he is the one by his own choice under no duress. He decides to press that button and start Skynet on his own. I don't understand why he's a target. It doesn't make sense. Well, to be fair, he doesn't want to start Skynet because he's concerned that it will be in control of everything. And it isn't until he's told by his superiors that he has to do it, that he agrees to do it. So maybe the the target is to get rid of him and then there's no one in the way of it happening. But surely she's come from the future and can see all of this happening. Oh, I completely agree. And it's... knows that he would have started it because history oh, yeah. would have said in the records, Robert Brewster was the one who pressed the button and started Skynet. So we'll leave him alone because he's going to fuck everything up on his own. So, <laughs> mate, mate you're, completely, you're completely right. But I'm just trying to try and find some bollocks that links it all together because that's what it is. Because you, you're right. Get rid of the generals that are going to fight them in the future. That's going to happen anyway, whatever happens, because otherwise they wouldn't be sent back from the future. So it has to happen, whatever. And because that's what this premise of the film is, because you're like, well, how has this all happened? How has it happened if they destroyed everything? And they kind of explain it that no matter what you do, Judgment Day is going to happen. You've All you've done is delayed it. Yeah, and I completely get that because he was hesitant about doing it because of these viruses. And he says that all of the missile silos, they've lost control of that. And it's like the Secretary of Defence who puts pressure on Robert Brewster to press that button. But ultimately, pressing that button is the destruction of the world and humanity oh, yeah. or most of it. And it, which is, uh, this doesn't, 
makes sense. If it was a case of he was the only one who was trying to stop it, and everyone and he could rationalise that this was going to happen, then it makes sense. But I don't know. But anyway, no, she goes make, on. It didn't. And she does. You do see the kind of very first, I suppose, um, for our modern time, the Terminators, which when you compare her kind of figure in more than one way, you get the T-1-2 Terminators, which look absolutely terrible and really impractical. But they were actual robots that they built on the set. And Stan Winston had a lot to do with that, which I think oh, really nice. I liked them. I liked them a lot. Why is that? Honest. I don't know. It just it sort of it just made you think of this is what you the army probably would come up with. And it, it and right. they yeah. are a miniature of the the big hunter killers, aren't they? I think big fucking tank things because the hunter killers are the flying things. Oh, are they? Aren't they? And you see those later, but well, they're like yeah. homage, aren't they, to the big tanks that are rolling around shooting people? So I kind of liked it as a callback, and the fact that this is the probably the crazy sort of shit that they would make. I know. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I was, I was expecting Newton Crosby, played by Steve, Steve Gutenberg, to come around the corner and say, "This is a, this is a prototype of Johnny Five. This is the way they look. But, like but no, that. no, you, you're right though. I mean, on a serious note, yeah, you're right, Neil. I did, I really did like the homage to, um, to yeah, the the the, the, big, the big hunter killers. And I think with the technology in 2003, that's one of the believable things that this film did. You believe yeah. actually. Yes, it was kind of like it was almost like a tank, wasn't it, on on tank tracks yeah. and everything. So so, it, so it's like it could have been multi, you know, could have gone across difficult difficult terrain. Yeah, and with the eyes and stuff, it was fairly believable at the time that the army could have could have could have designed that. I liked that. That was good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, yeah, fair play. I think that's a good idea. And you're right about what you say with regards to Kate Brewster being shot. When she does take the form and Arnie does shoot her, then she turns around and she shoots um, the general, shoots her dad. So, mm. yeah, maybe it is a case of they did that intentionally at the graveyard and they can then turn around and say, yeah, she did learn from her own mistakes, which is possibly smells of BS. But it, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a way of getting out of it. So from this Obviously, as the general is dying, they he tells them um, that they go to Camp Crystal Lake. No, they don't. They go to Crystal Peak. <laughs> they go off to so, see Jason because he's the only one that can stop her. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> How good that you got oh. Freddy versus Jason, then you've got the TX versus Jason. That would, would be freaking awesome. Who would win? I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see it. I honestly <laughs> would. It'll be so good that she just runs around a corner and he's standing in the middle of the corridor with a massive machete in his mask. That would be so good. What a twist. What did you think of the fight between Arnie and the TX through the toilets and all that lot? CGI too much. It was just crazy, honestly. I think that's where they lose out here when you've got someone who's so small, who uh, possibly in real life, due to size, that he can't really throw around in such a confined space. I think they lost it. Uh, And I think it was a shame it was a struggle with um the last one with uh is it robert patrick yeah That's, yeah it's a struggle with them two because obviously he's quite um stealth like but no it just when they were smashing each other through toilets it was entertaining to watch but it was just too much cgi and it really suffered from that i don't know if it you did. agree and there was too many elements of trying to be funny 
Or with the toilet and everything. Uh, well, there's the smacking her with the urinal. And then as she walks around, she looks in her reflection as in, why would you be checking yourself out? And then she grabs him by the balls and then throws him through walls. And he looks sort of down at his groin to sort of say, oh, that feels funny. It, it's just, it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> James, can you mince your words? And like, Neil? <laughs> <laughs> no, he said he said. He said, he said it just as good. But what I did like was the the kind of t- the twist in a way that it, it wasn't for the audience, but for these guys of when he says you need to go to Crystal Peak. Um, and when he says, well, is that where the main computer server is? He doesn't answer them. Uh, and that's mm. when they decide to go. And which does obviously lead to the fight, which, as we've already said, is just terrible. Um I did like the fact that she did kick the the um, the skull kind of off Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, and then I'd like to have left like that. It was obvious after that when she used that kind of USB stick that she was trying to reprogram him. That took me back out again because it was too predictable, which led to a terrible moment for me. Whether it was a heartfelt moment for you guys, I oh, honestly no, I... don't know. But, <laughs> You've got the mini hunter killer. That was another scene when that flew towards them and with the worst, most ineffective rockets firing them down the corridor. And it may as well have gone pew, pew. It was just terrible. And then she picks up that machine gun and shoots it. And then he looks at her. It's just like, oh my God, you're so See, sorry, thick. Sorry, this podcast peaks at you going pew, pew. <laughs> But he looks at her, he <laughs> this, the way he looks at her, when she, shoot, when yeah. she shoots at Hunter Killer, it's almost as if, like, I fucking love you. He's and then he says, pants, you remind he? me of my mum. You think, oh, oh, dear, my, oh, oh no, no, no. <laughs> but look, so, man, you should watch this. Good. The no, look oh, on his dear. face, and he, they make eye contact, it's almost as if I love you. Then oh. you remind me of my mum. I don't and, think I can't believe I just said that line as you said, and I remind you of your mum. But that's weird. Okay, um, but it's terrible, terrible, terrible. It really, really is. But I do like the bit when they do escape and they're being chased by the TX, and they use this massive ring thing. I've got no idea what it is as a magnet, and I think the special effects are pretty good. I don't know what yeah. you guys think. No, I love that yeah. bit. Yeah. I thought it was really, really good. What was that ring? What, what, I've got no idea what it was. A flux capacitor or arc reactor? Yeah. What was it? Flux capacitor. I have no idea, to be honest. There was one, I don't know if it was around then, but there was that massive magnetic thing that they did years ago, didn't they? They switched on and there was complaints about what it would do to the planet and all this sort of shit. So oh, really? maybe it was a homage to, to that type of device. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's quite clever. Obviously, her skin all sort of melts off and she's stuck to it, isn't she? But funnily enough, she can, you know, make a little drill and she's able to get out of it again. I know, a little it's saw. It is yeah. very convenient. And our two heroes do escape um, and they get to the plane and you think that she's dying and you think that all hope is lost, as the great Mariah Carey did say once upon a time. And they get to a plane and Arn is there. But... This isn't Arnold Schwarzenegger who wants to kill John Connor. And then he appeals to 
uh, the Terminators, humanity. Oh, I know. This is the oh, worst no. scene in the oh, film. Oh, God, I know. I know. You know, you know what? I'd have rather, I would have rather the Terminator's head been in one of those T1s. He's still <laughs> on that. You know what I mean? That, that would have made more sense to me. <laughs> See, I was crying sense. at this bit. I thought this no, was no, really was emotional so and touching. Oh, oh, really? I've just got an image of the fucking direct line advert. With Arnie's head yeah, now. Yeah, that would have been brilliant. That would have been brilliant. You need to renew your car insurance. Yeah, man. No. Yeah. Oh, no. He's been messed up. Oh, it's terrible, isn't it? He's walking towards John Connor like he shit himself. And John Connor's saying, like, remember me, you're my dad. And all that. Oh, it's just... It's awful, it's, isn't it? Decision making is terrible because there is no excitement, you, there is no tension, and it, it's just a real shame. But they do escape, and they do go to Camp Crystal Lake, where they think that they're going to destroy <laughs> the computer. <laughs> I'm just hoping. I really am hoping. But it's a nice padded out flight, which lasts about a minute on the screen time of watching, which is really ineffective because we don't need to see it at all. But they no. do virtually show you the whole flight. It might as well have snacks and films. Really, no. really good. But when they do get to there, they're making their way into what they do believe is the mainframe computer to destroy it, to destroy um, Skynet. That's what they think, isn't it? Yeah. And the Terminatrix does turn up and there's not much tension, but there is a fight with Arnold Schwarzenegger and the foreshadow of previous explosions when he took that chip out of his body. He sacrifices himself in humanity. He makes that human decision to blow himself up so others can live. And that's what he does. And then the other two find out that this bunker is about 100 years old. There's no food, no pornography. There's no television. There's nothing whatsoever. And they're stuck there and they realise that they're there to live rather than destroy it. I quite like that twist that they were stuck there and humanity is over. I don't know what you guys thought, but I thought it was a good twist. I, I think so, because like they said, you know, he, the virus is in the internet. Because obviously back when the origin, original two were made, the internet wasn't a big thing at all, really, was it? No, so, people bought porno magazines. Exactly. So. You went in and you looked shifty and had to put and they put it in a weird bag and stuff, or so I'm told. You and did, you bought about five packets of crisps and polos <laughs> and then one porno. And a Mayfair. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Not the cigarettes, please. I'll have the wank mag. Um but yeah, so it was I like the fact that they've obviously hooked onto the fact that you know, it, it, Skynet was everywhere. There was no stopping it. So it was all just about trying to save his daughter's life and stuff like that. So I thought it was quite good. And it was it was nice that rather than there being just a big button that went off, you know. Yeah. What did you think, could... James? Did you think it was good or do you think it was shit? See, I, I came out of the cinema getting really annoyed at that, at that ending after the ending of Terminator 2. Um, Looking back, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I don't, it's almost like apathy, really. Probably because I know what happens after. I mean, had there been a sequel to this, and there kind of is, isn't it? In, in Salvation, it would have been really interesting. But like, yeah, I'm, um, I don't really know how I feel. I, I give the film credit in terms of it was trying to do something different to the other two and have a, a very much more open-ended ending. You know. So yeah, get, yeah, it's a braver finish. I get. I'll get. I'll give the film 
credit that. And it's a much more adult finish that you wouldn't see in a bloody 12 film, um, really, is it? Because it's normally that happy ending, la, la, la. Yeah, um, I like the idea yeah. that humanity is destroyed. Yeah. I, I think it's really good. I wish this would have been done in the second one, to be honest. Well, no, I, I, no, 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 don't, don't mess with one the one second one. No. no, no, I think it would have been good to have an alternative ending of half well, the, um, yeah, well, happy well, well, being old. Well, yeah, well, there is that alternative ending too, isn't it? Where you see uh, John Connor yeah. older, he's like a senator, isn't he? And she's pushing. Interestingly, though, there's that there is that deleted scene here where you see. Arnold Schwarzenegger, not the Terminator, as who is he? Have you seen that one? Have you seen no. the alternate? No. Not you haven't seen, seen the uh, deleted scene? No. No. He's basically, no. Um, a, he's a Marine, or, or um, um, and that, and, and he's like a Marine working out and stuff, and he's, that's why uh, they base it all on Arnold, the, the Terminator. Oh, he's, dear God. Yeah, 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 yeah. They luckily, they did the right thing and they kept it out of the um they completely kept it out of the film. But there, there is a scene where he goes, Hi, and it's really bad American accent. I'm so and so. Yada yada yada. You know? this film? Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not even lying to you. I'm not even oh, lying. Dear, you you might think I'm taking a piss. But he was a Marine yeah. doing what? He was a Marine um he was a Marine flexing. doing what? No, 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 it's not really flexing. Wait there, wait there, wait there, wait there, guys. Wait there. I will show you film. film I don't know if you can put this on the lounge on, on the on the uh, on the podcast, you. Here you go. Cyber Research Systems present a preview of our upcoming product line. Say hello to the soldier of tomorrow, the T1 Battlefield Robot, a fully autonomous ground defensive system. You do know the patents were obtained from a private vendor, Cyberdyne. Cyberdyne. <laughs> it gets so bad. Let me know when you watch them running. Someone running on the running machine. Yeah. Oh, no. Here we go. Here we go. Place on the front lines. Ah! I'll cheat past the sergeant wheel. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh my dear god. This is the worst thing. It's so Jesus bad, isn't it? It's so bad. Yeah, right. This film would have got four out of five, oh, and they left that in. This is, is so Starship Troopers, isn't it? Yes, it, it is. is. Oh my lord! I'm sorry, I, I felt you had to watch that, guys. I do apologize. Oh, thank you, James, for That's bringing right. that into my life. <laughs> You're welcome. It, 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 uh, you can see why they cut that out. Fair play to them, but yeah. I mean, kudos um, for getting Arnie to actually agree to do that anyway with that dubbed know. over voice. I really do anything for twenty nine million pounds dollars. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But that's oh, that that's is unreal. That is it's atrocious. Brilliant. That voice will be added again and again. Oh, Jesus. Our two heroes are left in the bunker as the world destroys each other. As a nuclear missiles are launched and the whole globe is destroyed and the resistance carries on. And really, that's where the film ends. And I've not seen the next lot of films. So I'm interested to see where this goes. But for me, um, I'll... I will give this a three out of five. And 
I think any lower than that's been a bit harsh, really, being a bit snobby. Um, best bits, I like the technology for the new TX. I thought it was pretty good. I thought Arnie kind of held himself pretty well. Worst bits were some of the decisions made with regards to the entry for Arnie, the glasses, the comedy, talk to the hand, things like that. And decision to about the Skynet didn't make sense. It was as if they had these good ideas and wanted to put them in the film, but they didn't think about them of how they would fit in there with the context of the continuity. And I think that's where it let it all down. Um, but it's a film I'd still recommend to people because even though I've watched it far too many times in the last few weeks, <laughs> I still have fun watching it, regardless of how many times. So, And that's mm. not sitting on the fence. No, I, I think you've you've given it a fair a fair review there, Stu. To be honest, yeah. what, what do you reckon, James? Go on. Um, I cannot um, give it a three out of five because that's that's too much for me for this film. But I can't give it a two point five because I, it's slightly better than average. So I'm giving it two point seven five. I've never done that before. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> because it's better. It's, it's a better than it's better than like half mark. But I can't quite give it a three because that means it's good. That makes any sense. Um, mm. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I like Stu though. It's watchable. I, I probably watch you once every three, four years when I watch all the Terminators up up to Salvation, Salvation, and I stop, and I will in the future. Um, but I really enjoy. It has some really good parts. It's kind of, but when watching it, it kind of like the same feelings Alien Three is. Is it's okay? They could have done much better, and and it, it, it's more of a story of opportunity missed. And what they mm. haven't done, rather than what they've done, the, 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 and that's that's what leaves me with a bad taste in my mouth at the end of the film. So there we go. Yeah, um, I'm going to be quite snobby, uh, and I have to give it a two. Um, <clears throat> reasons being, I love the first two, and I love the premise of the Terminator. This doesn't really explain why the future still happens after everything is destroyed in the second one the script writing in relation to try and make it funny and keeping it at 12 ruins it because how can it be a film about terminators who go around murdering people be portrayed properly like it has been previously if it's a for children so it's just ruined it in that that aspect and the acting's fucking awful in lots of different ways that scene when arnie and nick stole you know oh you're my dad and it's it's just so unbelievable that it makes me rip my dick off it's fucking awful it's (laughs) it's just so yeah now i you know would i recommend it of course i would because it's a terminator film and it's worth watching just to see how shit it is um if it was on telly would i stop and watch it probably if i was pissed or having some sort of mental health episode um but yeah it's it, it's ruined it really it's yet another hollywood's ah oh, let's use this and try and make as much money as we can out of it how much did this actually make Stu? Do you know um this let me have a look this uh made i will tell you right now here we go uh opening weekend was 44 million total gross worldwide back then is 433 million so it's still a success yeah considering how much it costs double its budgets so yeah but i think that goes off the name of what came before it if you put this film out as it was 
and there was nothing before it and people didn't know what it was, this would have made a loss. People have only gone to see this in the cinemas because of the fact of how good the first two were. And I guarantee you about 75, 80% of the audience came out going, well, that was shit compared to the other two. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Because if mm. you compare the three films together, this doesn't come anywhere near. <clears throat> I saw it at the cinema. anywhere near. Exactly the same. So, well, I mean, yeah. But when you look at Terminator Salvation for that argument, mm-hmm. that, that was budget. It was estimated 200 million. And that made, that was um, 370 million. So a little bit less. So that's still got a very good turnout. Ah, you say that, but I think that was because of the premise of it. Because, yeah. um, I mean, that promised all those scenes where you thought the coolest scenes in Terminator 1, 2, and 3, where the future war, that's, that, that's what we were promised um, in Terminator Salvation, um, as well as Christian Bale going batshit crazy at, at, at the start at one point in the <laughs> yeah. film, which we'll get into. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so, the yeah. thing is, it was a different premise. It was that in the future, you didn't have Arnie. It wasn't just, oh, we put, we've shoehorned an ever ranging Arnie into a film. Um, to pull on people's heartstrings and to say, yeah. "Oh, look how fucking awesome he is!" It it shows it. It's at the it's at the beginning of the end of the world. So there's different types of Terminators. It's very much a nerd mm. film. Is yeah, I, salvation. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm confident Neil I gonna. I think Neil I would definitely rate that film higher than this one. It'd be yeah. interesting to see what you think too. I I'll be surprised if it's a lot worse than how you feel about T three. Um, I reckon it would either be I reckon it would either be around the same or slightly better. Well, I'm worried that the G directed it, so um. So you did Charlie's Angels. That was really good. <laughs> oh, you absolutely terrible. So uh, I think G's going to see. hate it. Yeah, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see. But I mean, especially as Neil, you scored this one a two of how much lower you can go. Bear in mind, you scored Shoot 'em Up a zero of in between. Terminator 3 and shoot them up of where this will score I can guarantee you now uh, that Salvation will get more than this film wow so, oh really yeah Salvation is yeah. a million times better than this film because they've tried something different it does work in a lot of ways yes it has its issues don't get me wrong it's not perfect but it's a not Terminator 3 is Terminator 2, but done badly. The pound shot version, then. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. It's the, let's get as many people as we can watch it. Let's put a female in it. Not saying that that's bad, but, you know, it's to have a, yet another demographic involved in it, that it's not, you know, someone that's running away. It's someone that's actually being, you know, aggressive and stuff like that. And it's it's good to have that basically it's exactly the same film just with a slightly different ending the fact that you're fucked rather than you saved it and two terminators fighting each other trying and one's trying to save the some people the three the first three films they've got exactly the same story they just changed the terminators that's it that is all the difference is in the first three films apart from the first one does it fucking brilliantly because it's it's brand new, never done before. Like you pointed out, done on a shoestring budget and one of the best films you're probably ever likely to see if you're into sci-fi horror. The second one carries it on and does, a, an, again, an absolutely brilliant job. And you could argue 
you could have taken Arnie out of that film and put someone else in and it would have equally been as good because mm-hmm. it didn't need Arnie in that film to make it good, but he works really well in it. This what, one, Terminator Ar- 1, the first one? No, the second one. You didn't need one. Arnie in the second one at all, but it was good that he was in it. it you know, it carries on the flow. This one, there was no reason for Arnie to be in it other than the fact that he's in the future killing John Connor because of his feelings around it. It just... It, it just they're the same story it just you know it just frustrates me it, it's like aliens isn't it alien fantastic one alien kills everybody manages to kill it second alien fucking hundreds of aliens manage to overthrow it and then you get back to the third one it's like oh there's one alien again on a remote place and the army are coming to get the alien and then the fourth one you're cloning fucking aliens oh god i know but, See, I, you know I what I mean? Out then. That was too much for me. I stopped. Well, that, so. That's the point. That's the point. This film for me was the I tap out. You've, you've done too much. You did it perfectly in Terminator 2. You don't need to you don't need to touch it. If you're going to yeah, touch I think it, you're right. The do salvation. Yeah. The world wasn't asking for a Terminator 3. However, in hindsight, what would have been interesting almost is a prequel to Terminator 1 as to how Carl Reese got into the time machine and came back. That would have been, I think, a much better premise for a third film. It's like a prequel rather than anything else. For me, anyway. Yeah, but obviously, like we said... Well, we know, kind of got that with Salvation, in a way. You did, but they wanted to make as much money as they could, and they yeah. did make their money. Don't get me wrong, they've made their money on this, but from a poor product. They have, and when you look at it, I mean, I mean, the, the, the fourth one, and then you look at the fifth and sixth one, they're so poor that you could make an argument at the end of all, once we've reviewed all the Terminators, that have they damage the franchise beyond repair for the audience being absolutely sick kind of like you know they, they, have they done a game of thrones season eight where the audience is now fatigued and doesn't want any more terminator because they're fed up of having their expectations not met by a long way let's put it this way if a new terminator film came out tomorrow i would not rush to the cinema to watch it no i would I'd not probably, spend no. my hard-earned money going to the cinema no. i'd rent it for about five quid on amazon at home I'd probably wait until it was on Sky for nothing. Oh, look at that. That's even worse than, yeah. I'm not interested in paying for something that they've already fucked. So. Oh, I'd wait until they showed it on BBC One on Christmas Day. <laughs> in 2055. <laughs> that's the time it would be. I, I, think I think BBC are going to premiere for your eyes only this Christmas. I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I've been waiting eyes. years to see that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they've got Raiders of the Lost Ark on Boxing Day, so... Don't yeah, forget Zulu. No one's seen Zulu. <laughs> no, 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 but let's be honest, all, all three of those films are better than this one. <laughs> oh, dearie me, dearie me. Anyway, well, sorry, I had a rant, but... No, it was good, I was really enjoying it. I was, I was enjoying it, I was... This yeah. is the, uh, the kind of the format, this is where you do rant, this is what it's all about, so... Yeah. But yeah, so that's Terminator 3... And I was quite surprised that we were all kind of seeing it from the same hymn sheet, which I, I kind of I didn't think we would be, to be honest, to a, so much of a degree that I thought being diehard fans like you guys are, that you'd either kind of have faith and nostalgia might see you through some of the, the shite bits in there. But it's good that we all kind of came from the same direction. But we have got Terminator Salvation coming up when we're all available uh, in the meantime, as we usually what we'll do is we'll just throw some random film in there before it was RIPD, which was kind of last minute, which 
really got thrown under the bus because that is a god awful terrible <laughs> I like that film. I, oh, I, I no. like that film. Oh, oh, please don't. Absolutely yeah, like terrible. So we'll see who is available next. We will be doing Terminator Salvation or we will be doing some other wonderful film, no doubt. In the meantime, check out YouTube channel. People uh, just subscribe. We're doing so, so well on there. Honestly, the for some reason, it's bizarre. When you look at the viewing figures of what we got, um, the Rush Hour 2, I think we've had 1.8 thousand people listen to that oh podcast just on YouTube alone, where wow. the where the review for Rush Hour 1 we did, posted on YouTube, got something like 38 listens, which is really <laughs> bizarre. It just doesn't make sense. And our general demographic at the moment on YouTube, we're really popular in Asia and the Asian countries. Oh, yeah, which is everyone over Asia. In, yeah, in Asia. <laughs> Hello, I hope you guys are all well. But And this month, again, we've broken records on downloads. We've had... Uh, nearly 28,000 and a half downloads this month for our podcast alone. So huge thanks. half a podcast. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? Who throws a cupcake? But <laughs> thanks to everyone who's done that. It's honestly mind-blowing. And we always talk about it, don't we, guys, that we're just yeah, blown absolutely. away that there's Definitely. so many people out there who find us entertaining. They probably mock us, to be honest, but I'm happy with that. I've yeah. had that all my life. If Have I you listened to this bunch of wank? Exactly. <laughs> These guys are complete turds. Listen to this. <laughs> but if it works for you, then obviously we're doing sank right. So go onto iTunes now as you're on your way to work. If you're not driving, obviously on public transport, give us five stars and a comment. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Film Realcast. We're available on all good platforms. We'll be back next week with another crazy film, or it will be Terminator. Not equal Terminator 4, is it? Terminator Salvation. 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 But we're going to play you out, guys, with Arnold Schwarzenegger's amazing voice oh. and the clip that I believe should have been in this film. <laughs> God's and, sake. Uh, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. Cheers, guys. I will see you later. Take care. Hi, I'm Chief Master Sergeant William Candy. I was honored to be selected by CRS in the ongoing effort to save American lives.